You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Minnesota Tim, I'm back. And this time I'm going to talk about some sports. Feels good to be back. Man, I got this new mic stand where instead of leaning forward to speak into the microphone and like breaking my back to get it done, I can just sit back and relax in my in my new microphone stand with Kevin Garnett in the background pointing at me pointing at the camera it's beautiful it's not polite to point Kevin Garnett it's not polite to point when you point there's really what three fingers pointing back at you if your thumbs out to the right are there three fingers pointing back at you honestly people say that and it sounds stupid come on everyone knows you're pointing at somebody yeah who cares if there's three fingers pointing back at you my daughter points all the time she points outside hey daddy look at that she doesn't talk yet But basically, if she could talk, that's what it sounds like. Hey, Daddy, look at that. Oh, my gosh, there's a dog. Oh, oh, my gosh. Look at that bobcat outside moving that dirt. That's how my daughter would sound if she did talk. So, real quick story before I move into the pod. The sports pod. It is the pod. I've grown so much grass in our backyard. When we moved to our house in Coon Rapids, Minnesota, it was a beautiful house, but the grass needed a lot of work. So I was planting grass. I was moving grass. I picked up sod from my brother-in-law's, sister-in-law's house and brought it back to our house and hopefully would try to get it to grow here and make it sustainable so it's green. We re- we've removed like three trees already from our house and we haven't even lived here two years. If you walked into our house or around our house two years ago before we moved here and you walked into the same house or around the same house now, I'm sure you would recognize it because I don't want to exaggerate, exaggerate just how 
much we've done to the place. But man, we've painted walls, we've painted ceilings, we've ripped stuff out of the ceilings, we've added ceiling fans, we've removed three trees, we've added grass where those, where those trees were. We've done a zillion things to this house. We've made it our own. So if you're looking to get things done at your house, this is a time to not procrastinate because there's nothing like feeling good about getting something done. You know, you get a little dirty, your clothes are a little raunchy, your feet stank. But when you look outside, you can take a deep breath and look at your freshly mowed lawn and say, man, that feels good. I was worried one time, and I shared this with Jacob a long time ago on a Thursday morning podcast. I said, man, I'm a little worried that I'm going to lose a little respect for my neighbor Jake for getting a riding lawnmower. Because when he sees that thing, we were the only two in our neighborhood that didn't have riding lawnmowers. We were picking up leaves with our blowers while other neighbors were running around with their lawnmower and picking up leaves in 30 seconds. So I was worried I was going to lose his respect after getting a rotting lawnmower for convenience, for picking up the leaves. And Jake recently turned towards me and said, I might borrow your rotting lawnmower this fall. I'm still in good graces with Jake. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. But back to my growing grass story. I don't find pleasure in seeing other people fail. I really don't. I don't like seeing other people fail. I don't want to be one of those guys that roots for other people to fail. However, I will say this. I do root for other people to not have as much success as I do. Because I hate to lose. I don't love to win. I just hate to lose. Like there's a Moneyball quote that I could not relate to anymore from Brad Pitt, one of the greatest movies of all time, if you have not seen Moneyball. He says, I hate losing more than I love winning. And there's a difference. That's what the quote is in the movie or something pretty close to that. And I hate to lose. So when I was growing grass, and it looks spectacular out there, oh my gosh. And I turned towards my neighbor, who is also growing grass. And my grass turned out better than his. (laughs) I felt pretty good about myself. I was not rooting for my neighbor to fail in his growing grass accomplishment. I hope he grows great grass. However, I want my grass to look better than theirs. Just being honest. Just being who I am. So when my grass looks better than his, I feel pretty good about it. Speaking of grass, my wife and I were just having this conversation, and I promise you I will get to sports in this podcast. I promise you. We were just having a conversation about grass because we were driving by this place called Joint Chiropractic. They've got a deal in Coon Rapids, Minnesota for $29 for a consultation exam and adjustment. So we went by this place called the joint and we're like, that's an interesting name. The joint. She's like, that's a great name. The joint because joints, right? Well, my thought was, it sounds like you're smoking a joint. 
And then the conversation went to how many different kinds of names are there for smoking weed? Why are there so many different names? Like you'll be going through the news and one news cycle will say Snoop Dogg is high as a kite at his Super Bowl halftime performance show. And another news outlet will say Snoop Dogg smoked marijuana two minutes before his halftime Super Bowl show in Los Angeles. And then another one will say Snoop Dogg smoked a joint three minutes before his halftime show. It's like how many different kinds of names are there for smoking joint? You got joint, you got pot, you got marijuana, you got weed. I counted five earlier. That's four. Marijuana, pot, joint. I only can think of three. (laughs) It's crazy how the mind works. I should have wrote it down, but I thought of five earlier. Maybe I'll think of it again before the end of the podcast. We'll try one more time. Marijuana, pot, weed, joint. And there was one more. Anywho, why are there so many different kinds of names for these things? I've never smoked pot in my entire life. Not a single time. In college, after college, before college, I've never smoked anything. Not a cigar, not a cigarette. It doesn't interest me ever. I have no pleasure or even like wonder of how it feels or how it tastes or how I react to it. I don't want that kind of buzz in my life. I barely drink alcohol of like one or two beers a year because I don't want to drink that much alcohol. I don't want to get buzzed. I want to have fun without the alcohol. Anywho, I think that was Snoop Dogg calling me saying, Hey, that's damn right. I smoked a joint for Super Bowl 50. Between the Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati Bengals. That's what I do. Anywho, so let's get into some sports. I promise you sports. I'll talk about some sports. Is Anthony Edwards becoming a superstar this summer? He was an all-star last year because a player dropped out of the all-star game. So he got the bid to be an all-star. He dropped 34 points in his recent game against Germany. The U.S. was struggling to compete. They were getting dominated up and down the floor through the first three quarters. And then Edwards went off. And I looked at the starting lineup for the USA basketball team during Germany, during the Germany game. And it was Jalen Brunson, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Ingram, Mikhail Bridges, and Anthony Edwards. So when I look at that lineup, my thought goes, who's going to be the go-to guys offensively? Well, Jalen Brunson's a good offensive player. Brandon Ingram's a good offensive player. Mikel Bridges is a solid offensive player. And Jaron Jackson Jr., he's more of a defensive player because he's won several Defensive Player of the Year awards. But he's an okay offensive player. He can hit a three-point shot. But Anthony Edwards is clearly the best offensive player in the starting lineup for Team USA. And this summer, he's looking fine. Like, if I was a girl and I saw Anthony Edwards, I would think, man, that boy's fine. Woo-wee. But I'm not a girl. 
I'm Tim. And I still think he looks fine. I don't think it's a bad rap on a guy to say another guy looks good. I think it requires a certain amount of confidence to say that. Doesn't mean I'm gay. I'm just saying, I think Anthony Edwards looks good this summer. He looks ripped. His physical shape looks good. And he's only 22 years old. So there's lots of room for Edwards' game to grow. And do I think he'll become a super star in the NBA eventually? Maybe this next season? Eventually, I do think he'll become a superstar. I do think he will become a superstar this season in the NBA. However, I don't think Edwards will ever win an NBA MVP. However, one thing could change that. Russell Westbrook, when he won MVP, he averaged a triple-double. And it's bonkers. I mean, when he averaged double-digit points, rebounds, and assists, that's unbelievable. However, when Russell Westbrook did it, and you look at his shooting percentages in the NBA during the course of his career, they're not that spectacular. So this idea that Russell Westbrook is an efficient player is not accurate. However, what happened during Russell Westbrook's NBA MVP season was that he got the media on board and so in love with this idea that he could average a triple-double throughout an NBA season. And he's done it more than once in his career. He did it in 2016-2017. He did it in 2017-2018. And he did it in 2018-2019. So he did it for three straight years in the NBA. And he averaged, field goal percentage-wise, 42%, 44%, and 42%. Those aren't very efficient Offensive scoring numbers. And his three-point percentage, 29%, 29%, and 34%. So Russell Westbrook had so many games where he would go 5 for 21, 4 for 20 during his NBA MVP season. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I can guarantee it happened several times during the course of that season. But the media was so in love with a player averaging a triple-double during the course of a season that they gave him the NBA MVP anyways. I mean, when you think about the NBA MVP award, it's really bogus, to be honest. Michael Jordan should have won the MVP every single year he was in the NBA after the year, like, 1987. Give him the first few years to someone else, like Magic Johnson or Larry Bird, since they were the prime of their career. But once Jordan reached a certain limit, he was the MVP every single year. And when the Chicago Bulls won a title, six of them in the 90s, two three-peats, Jordan should have been the MVP every single year. Same goes for LeBron James. LeBron James from like 2000, really seven. I mean, when he carried the Cavaliers to the NBA championship with Ilagauskas and like, Booby Gibson and 
Damon Jones. It's like he should have been the MVP in the NBA from like 2007 to like 2020. LeBron was the best player in the NBA every single year besides maybe arguably Kobe Bryant during a few seasons. It's like LeBron was the best player. So the MVP award isn't necessarily the most valuable because Jordan didn't get it every year and LeBron didn't get it every year. So the way that Edwards would receive an NBA MVP award one day is that if he gets in the good graces of the media, if the NBA really takes Edwards' personality and takes it to another level, because that's all it is. It's all reputation. That's why LeBron didn't win it every single year, even though he's got a great reputation. You grow cold with some players. You get bored with some players. It's like, oh, okay, this guy's not going to win it this year. Like, Nikola Jokic should have won back-to-back-to-back MVPs, but they gave it to Embiid because Jokic already got two, so let's give it to somebody else. Even though Jokic was obviously the best player in the NBA, and he showed it during the playoff run. So that's the way Edwards is going to have to win MVP one day through reputation. But when I look at Team USA and I look at the roster and I look at Edwards with that roster, a couple of things come to mind. This is exactly what Edwards should be doing. For one, Edwards is an alpha player. He's the alpha on the Timberwolves. He's got a lovable personality. He's an attacker of the basketball, and he also can knock down the three. However, I'm not that impressed with Edwards this summer because this is what I expected from Edwards. If he didn't do this, I would be concerned because there's nobody in this starting lineup that should be taking the light away from Edwards. Maybe Jalen Brunson because he plays for the Knicks, but no other player that's on Team USA should be taking the limelight away from Edwards. And here's my big concern for Anthony Edwards going forward. There's one big concern, and there's one anxiety that I have with Edwards. The big concern is this. As phenomenal as a player as Edwards is, he's great. He will be the best Timberwolves basketball player in the history of the organization as long as he sticks for the next five to six to seven years. There's no doubt in my mind that he will eclipse Kevin Garnett as the best Timberwolves player ever. And even Kevin Garnett saying this guy's going to be in the MVP conversation one day. However, Edwards is going to have too many games And you'll see it. You'll see the Score North guys and the K-Fan guys. They'll have some hesitant posts every once in a while. They'll say, has he reached that superstar level yet? I'm not sure. And then playoff time will come around and they're like, oh, he's a superstar. That's what Edwards does. He did it last year. He did it the year before. He steps up in the playoffs. He takes his game to another level when he's on national TV or when the Timberwolves are in the playoffs. But my big concern is that Edwards is going to have too many games throughout the regular season where he goes 5 for 21 and 3 for 17 or like 6 for 25 or like 7 for 20. 7 for 20 is not bad. But you get the picture. He's going to have too many outings during the regular season where he has an off night. And you see that with Jason Tatum. 
from the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum has too many games during the regular season where people call him soft, where people call him weak. Edwards is a different player because he's more of an alpha than Tatum. But Edwards, his shot selection, he likes to shoot those threes. Even though he's got the body of a bruiser, he likes to chuck up some threes during the course of an NBA game. And it's good to have that as a weapon. But I still question Anthony Edwards' shot selection ability and his IQ when it comes to shot selection. Because we saw too many times during the course of last season where Edwards should have drove the basketball and tried to get fouled or try to get a rhythm at the free throw line or get a dunk or hammer it home or at least even attempt to dunk it over somebody and maybe even get blocked. Most of the time, that's not going to happen. And he would settle for a three-point shot. That's my big question for Edwards. And that's what might prevent him from winning an MVP one day. Unless he gets the good graces of the media and the writers of the media. That's the big question with him. And then my anxiety with it when it comes to Edwards is this is my PTSD Minnesota Timberwolves right here. I have a th- working theory. And that theory is this. When NBA players get around teammates like Team USA and they're around the Jalen Brunsons and Jaron Jackson Juniors and Brandon Ingram and Mikael Bridges and the game comes easy, they get this idea in their head that, wow, I would love for this to translate into my NBA basketball career. And this is where the PTSD comes in. Kevin Love played for Team USA and won a gold medal in 2012. He was with all-star teammates all around him. Kevin Love was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers two years later in 2014. Once Kevin Love got around those teammates and saw just how easy the game of basketball could be, just how enjoyable the game of basketball could be when you get around superstar teammates that can take some of that burden off of you when it's not your night or when you just don't feel like performing that night or you're tired or whatever, when you don't want that pressure every single night to win the game, but you can rely on some teammates like LeBron, like Kyrie, like whoever. Then that sounds kind of nice, doesn't it? Well, Edwards is around teammates right now that are making the game very, very easy for him. And then when he comes back to Minnesota, the NBA opposing teams are going to lock in on Edwards. They're going to send him double teams. They're going to triple team him when he gets into the paint. When Gobert or Towns double team him coming off a screen, he's going to be doubled. Because he's becoming an NBA superstar. And the game's going to become difficult for him at times during the NBA season. And he's not going to like that. What he's going to remember is his time with Team USA. When double teams were impossible. Because he had guys like Jalen Brunson, Jaron Jackson, Brandon Ingram, and Mikhail Bridges as teammates. When he had Josh Hart coming off the bench or Cam Johnson, guys that could stroke it from three. I'm just saying, it happened to Kevin Love. 
And I think it happened to LeBron James too. Back in 2004 when when the uh, Team USA really blew it with Allen Iverson and Stephon Marbury. And then 2008 came along. The Redeem Team Tour. LeBron, Kobe, I think Wade was on that roster. Bunch of superstars. Just a couple years later, LeBron signed with the Heat. Because the game was easier for him. He saw just how easy it could be with Team USA. And I fear the same thing for Anthony Edwards. That's my Team USA PTSD moment. Just saying. We've seen it before. Don't be surprised if you see it again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Minnesota Tim Podcast. For hearing my stories. For hearing me out. So good to be back. I love doing this. Thank you for making the podcast a part of your day. Tell your friends, rate, review, share the podcast. That'd be greatly appreciated. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.